1: Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, we are here to radiate intelligence with Steve Sanders. Steve, welcome back. This is Thank so you. fun. Yeah. This is so fun. Steve's part of our Radiate Wellness group and, of course, our life coach. And your personal practice is BU coaching. Correct. Correct.
2: Absolutely. Super. Yep. Be your biggest self. I love it. Yeah. BU coaching.
1: you. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about being you. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about conversational intelligence, which is mm-hmm. something that you've been talking to me a lot about, and I really don't know as much as I would like to.
2: Okay. Well, then we should get right to it Let's then. get to it. Okay, good. So, um, Conversational Intelligence is a study, which I'll show you this book, written by Judith E. Glazer.
1: Super. It's a
2: okay. combination of her uh, 25 years worth of study mm-hmm. and delivery of this this particular content in corporations large sized corporations around the globe.
1: Yes, and you also mentioned <clears throat> even the small scale to families oh, ab- even.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's scalable.
1: It's scalable. It's scalable
2: mm-hmm. across the way, right? Whether it's executive teams or work teams or the family unit. Love it.
1: Right? It's mm-hmm.
2: totally it's totally scalable. So let's talk about it a little bit, right? Because right. people uh, probably remember from School days about IQ, which is intelligence quotient,
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: right? Which was the testing that they did and supposedly supposedly it meant something. Right. Right. We're
1: measuring the intelligence. right?
2: Right. The capability of intelligence. Right. And then in business literature a few years ago... Right? Mm-hmm. There was something that came out about emotional intelligence. Right. And in corporations across America, that was all the, you know. That was the
1: buzzword. The new
2: management practice. Right. Was, was emotional intelligence. Well, at least in terms of Judas' work,
0: mm-hmm. she would
2: say that that has given way now to something that is much more scientifically based. Mm-hmm. In neuroscience, called conversational intelligence.
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
2: The purpose of conversational intelligence, if there is a purpose, is for us to understand how language impacts us.
1: Wonderful.
2: And to understand that there are uh, particular, let's say, innate traits. Hmm. Onboarded in us as human beings <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: relative to the topic of trust, okay, that are very much in play with our brains, whether or not we actually know about it, true, right? Okay, and, and okay. so, and so, um, as a way for me to demonstrate that particular piece of it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when the neuroscientists hook up somebody with all their little things on their brain, right?
1: (laughs) Little sensors. The little
2: sensors and the little things, right? right? They have identified that in .07 seconds, Mm -hmm. which may be even before I speak the first word, Mm -hmm. because when we're within 10 feet of each other, Mm Our energy patterns start to touch Overla- each other mm-hmm. and overlap. Right. Right? That in .07 seconds, each of us already has an assessment of whether we're friend or foe.
1: Interesting. Yes. Whether you resonate with someone or you don't.
2: .07 seconds. That's not very long.
1: No, it's that's not.
2: That's, that's shorter than... Me snapping my finger. Talk
1: about having to make a good first (coughs) impression.
2: Right. And in addition to that sensing at the energetic level, right, right, if I did get the opportunity to get out a word, (laughs) then it becomes a matter of, well, what is the tone at which I delivered the word? Yeah. Right? What is... uh, what is the tone? Am I being territorial? Is there right. anger associated with it? Am I speaking to you out of some kind of status? Right. Right? And, and all of that is in the delivery of the language.
1: What? Within 0. 0.7 seconds.
2: 0. 0.07. 0. 7. 0. 7. Even 0.07. seconds. Less. Right? Even less. Right.
1: Well, in my world, I would talk about that's you're, pro- you're projecting your energy. What energy are you using sure. to communicate? I see sure. how that, I love how that overlaps.
2: Yeah, it does. At this first particular level, right, of right. conversational yeah. intelligence, there's a total overlap. Right. Total. Mm-hmm. And so... And so the part of the brain, the limbic part of the brain. Mm-hmm.
1: And for those who are not familiar with that, the limbic part of the brain.
2: The is... limbic, the limbic part of the brain is also sometimes called the most primitive part of the brain.
1: Ah, so the what's in the back?
2: What's in the back? The
1: uh, amygdala. 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 You. Amygdala. you I I was exactly. going to butcher that.
2: Exactly. It's that particular part of the brain right. that's very important to us
0: absolutely, because
2: it's been there all this time about survival, mm-hmm. right?
0: right?
2: It's just that in the working of this biology and how the language impacts each other,
0: mm-hmm.
2: we can trigger that without necessarily intending to.
1: Right. was well, we something is threatening or perceived as a threat.
2: Exactly. And see, that's the interesting part about today. Right. We used to have saber-toothed tigers <laughs> that was a real threat.
1: Absolutely. Right? Right.
2: But today, certainly in the environment we seem to all be in, right, a tonal threat, in my words,
1: oh my
2: can goodness. be just as triggering... As the saber-toothed tiger used to be.
1: Right. Right?
2: So when I'm talking about tone, I'm talking about status, I'm talking about territoriality, right?
1: Interesting.
2: That is what has seemed to replace the saber-toothed tiger coming at you.
1: Right. Right? It's a threat of a different type.
2: It is a threat of a different type. Right. Okay?
1: Okay, And so...
2: And so, when we're back working on the topic of conversational intelligence,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like I said a moment ago, there's a filtering system that's happening in us,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right now, Yes, between you and me, every second, every second. Every moment, right? It's happening,
1: right? I've got my filters. You've got your filters. Yeah,
2: and it's happening, and mm-hmm. and in the workplace environment, in the workplace, right? Someone in an executive role or somebody in a supervisory role having awareness and mindfulness to how language can trigger things,
0: mm-hmm.
2: will have a much different. Relationship with their workers,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Right. Then, if someone—I mean, simple things, right? Then, then not. It's just that with conversational intelligence being neuroscience-based, mm-hmm. there's uh, studies, there's control groups, there's all of that that's gone into the research. So it so it isn't a matter of oh um, well, what do we say when it's just observational, right? It's not right. just observational. It's it's, not. it's it's actually what Judith has found mm-hmm. is that
0: it's the measurable.
2: core tenets mm-hmm. of conversational intelligence mm-hmm. are understood at a very basic level. Independent of language around the globe.
1: Oh, that is so interesting. So, really, cross cultures.
2: Absolutely. Pan
1: language.
2: Absolutely.
1: And just even within a country and a language group, there's different cultures. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And wherever she's been around the globe, Mm -hmm. when you get into the core tenets of language and how it either down regulates the listener. Mm-hmm. Or it upregulates the listener.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People on people get it; they do. And so, what are we specifically talking about when we're talking about upregulate and downregulate?
1: Thank you. Okay. Yes.
2: Let's let's talk about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. So, we know that our brains produce neurochemicals, right? And there are certain neurochemicals
1: mm-hmm. like
2: adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Cortisone, right, dopamine. Yeah. Different ones. Serotonin. Serotonin mm-hmm. that have different impacts on the system. Right. Okay.
1: Right, right, right. And they're in response to certain stimuli, certain emotions. Like threats, exact, right? such like, as threats, like, for example. Exactly. Or positive emotions as well, right.
2: It can be. Absolutely. So so when something happens in the environment That winds up Mm down-regulating you, right? just for example.
1: For example.
2: For example, right? Down-regulating you in my example. Right. The down-regulation process is about cortisol. Okay.
1: Okay. One of the stress hormones.
2: One of the stress hormones. Mm -hmm. It's about cortisol.
1: Right.
2: And depending upon what the threat response is with the cortisol, it can stay in your system over twenty six hours.
1: That's amazing.
2: It's amazing. It truly is amazing. Right. So so if for the sake of this discussion, right. Right. If you or I got in an argument with mm-hmm. our significant others
0: mm-hmm. in the
2: morning before we went to work,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it was a significantly strong enough down regulating Conversation.
1: Yeah.
2: Our system would be flooded with cortisol for 26
1: hours. For 26
2: hours. Wow. And so here you are going to work, Mm -hmm. trying to put on a brave face, Mm -hmm. while everybody around you may be saying, Oh gosh, look out for Steve today. He's kind of on a hair trigger. (laughs) Right?
1: Okay. Right. Well, you've got all this cortisol. You've got
2: all of that in going, your system, right? right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and it takes your system 26 hours to metabolize it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: So let's say by noon I'm at work and I get into it with my boss. So I get a whole new hit.
1: Oh, there's 26 more hours.
2: Could be, if Could if be. if it was a real hard hit.
1: Right. Right?
2: So then I go home. Now, am I in a mood to make up? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right? Yeah. And if I don't have any awareness about what's happening with my biology,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which, of course... We love to study both the energy and the awareness yes. as a human being and the consciousness, and we certainly stand for consciousness raising, Absolutely. right? That's what we give our life to. However, if I'm someone who isn't in that spot, right. there's a pretty high probability, right, that when I see my significant other, it's not going to go so well
1: Mm -hmm. well even people with that awareness Mm -hmm. and everything we get triggered absolutely and you can take all of the information that you have in your brain and it kind of goes out the window when we're feeling upset doesn't it
2: it absolutely does Mm -hmm. right because because when that cortisol triggers you
1: Mm -hmm.
2: of, of with your amygdala thinking that it's on heightened awareness protecting you from threats.
0: Exactly. Right?
2: It's much more sensitive to hearing things and discovering whether, well, is that what was just said? Did that exclude me? Was that somehow kind of criticism? Did I just hear a criticism there?
1: Exactly. Was
2: that something that.
1: It's like hearing it with like, a new filter. Was that
2: like. Were you just judging me then? <laughs> Right? I mean, if we actually said that, we'd probably be better off with each other, right? (laughs) But that's not how it works.
0: It's
2: not. No, there's just this assessment that happens, Mm -hmm. right? And then you take action and sometimes it doesn't go well, right? True. So that's the side of it, right, that's on... What happens with the down-regulation? So let's talk about up-regulation. Yes. Okay?
1: Up-regulation. Let's
2: talk about up-regulation. I'm ready for that. Well, yes, because that's a very important thing to understand about your biology, too, and how mm-hmm. conversation and language impacts that, right? So up-regulation. The experience of you being up-regulated is one where... You feel appreciated.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You may feel celebrated some way. True. There's some experience of expansion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's some experience of sharing. Right. There's some experience of co-creation. Okay? Good, yes. Right? It's an upregulating activity. Mm-hmm. And in fact... If you check in with your body right now, even with a shifting to the upregulating side, mm-hmm. do you notice something different in your body I do. right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Isn't like, that interesting? Like
2: right now, right?
1: Yeah, right now. We
2: just shifted the conversation and your biology is responding.
1: Isn't that interesting?
2: Okay, that's what we're talking about. Right. Now, on this upregulating side, Yeah. There are neurochemicals associated with that. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: the interesting thing about these neurochemicals is they only stay in your system for up to six hours.
1: Oh, that does not seem hardly fair.
2: It's not fair at all. (laughs) Okay. And And so this kind of really gets to the heart of why, right? There has to be causality around up regulated co-generated conversations for possibility
0: oh yeah and dreams
2: and dream building and what's possible in your life right it really yes. takes something we,
1: yes you
2: know it really takes something to generate that
1: Right. So we're always having to generate that exactly. more often. So
2: exactly. don't we
1: all want to live there anyway?
2: Well, we say we do. We say
1: we do. Right.
2: We say we want to live there. Right. And yet there's a little bit of our biology that's working against us if we don't have any understanding of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Good.
2: And so the kind of the... Uh, theme of conversational intelligence mm-hmm. if, I, if I may is yeah, to say please. that to get to the next level of greatness and that may be personal greatness, mm-hmm. it could be the greatness in your family unit right It doesn't right. happen it doesn't have to be the workplace
0: right right
2: Because this is scalable. So let's just talk about it in terms of to get to your next level of personal greatness or the next level of greatness within your family unit.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, right? something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Something like that. Well, the next level of greatness depends on the cultural norms
1: mm-hmm.
2: of the of that family unit.
1: Of the family unit, of per course. Per se, mm-hmm. Right.
2: Which depends on the quality of the relationships.
1: hmm Right.
2: Which exactly. depends on the quality of the conversations. Right. That the parents have with their children,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: the children have with each other. hmm Right? And this, I mean, you can so easily see how, from a conversational intelligence point of view,
0: mm-hmm.
2: how the phenomenon of bullying in the country right now...
1: Yes.
2: ...is such a down-regulating event. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. It is.
2: And, And so there really is something important when people are interested in interrupting that. It really is about creating a different culture. Right. So let's get back to the idea of the quality... Of the culture
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the relationships, right?
0: Right. Because
2: when we're talking about relationships,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's one thing about whether we upregulate and downregulate each mm-hmm. other. There's another dimension about whether we can trust each other. Right. There's a dimension about whether we deliver on our promises. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether you're countable.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, and all of that. Really is um, a function of the speaking,
1: right? And
2: it's a function of listening.
1: Of listening too, yeah, right?
2: Right. Of course. Both sides, right?
1: Right. That's a conversation.
2: Absolutely.
1: Speaking and listening. It's not just talking.
2: It's n- yes, exactly. It's not just talking, and it's mm-hmm. much more than hearing.
1: Yes, much more than hearing.
2: Much more than hearing. Yeah, right. and and that's what's really been. Um, Amazing to me, as I've gone through the certification mm-hmm. process, um, to be recognized as one of a couple thousand practitioners worldwide in the oh, disciplines of conversational intelligence, right, yes. is to hear stories of the coaches um, on our teaching webinars, come back and say, you know, I thought I was learning about conversational intelligence to take this into the corporate workplace with my executive coaching. But where I'm finding it making the most difference right now is with my home and my family. Sure. Totally.
1: Oh, right.
2: Because I'm interacting in that environment differently. Right. And they're interacting differently with me. And so...
1: And if they're interacting, if your interactions are different, you're more, probably more conscious of being upregulating, and so you're filling yourself with more of the positive hormones. Yes. And you're continuing to do so. That's going to result in changes and shifts in how you see everybody and how you see everything.
2: Well, and one, uh, one story that I was particularly touched by was mm-hmm. this mother talking about her Uh, teenage daughter. And Judith had a session with...
1: Judith, the author
2: of Judith, the author of the book, and the conversational intelligence guru Mm -hmm. had a coaching call with the mother because she was speaking about how the relationship wasn't going as powerfully as she wanted.
1: I have a preteen daughter I can identify. Yeah.
2: And... And Judith, Judith's point to her was, well, why don't you just open up the space for her to be able to say whatever there's for her to say?
1: Mm-hmm. Seems like a novel concept, but it makes so much sense. It's, of course.
2: Because you... In this analogy, right? Mm-hmm. You, being used to the fast-paced environment of an executive boardroom. Right. Aren't quite in sync with mm-hmm. the maturing thoughts, trying to find words to express what I'm feeling of a teenager. Right? Right. She doesn't maybe have as much command of the language as you do
1: right Or of her emotions or, or of her, her or of
2: her emotions, yeah, and so what if you did an experiment
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you just took on granting her the space to say whatever the, whatever was there for her to say, and you just, and you listened
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you acknowledged her statements. Mm -hmm. And you answered her questions. Right. But you didn't advise when she made statements. Right. Right? Because...
1: That implies judgment, too.
2: Absolutely, right away, Mm -hmm. right? When somebody is just stating something Mm -hmm. about what their experience is... Right. Instead of most of the time, right, we have been trained that well, I have to have a witty comeback to that. Well, no, you don't. You don't. From a conversational intelligence point of view, right? It isn't about witty comebacks. In fact, to your point exactly, Christy, Mm -hmm. when somebody just communicates their experience and there's any kind of pushback to it, Of course, it registers over here as I was just judged. Of course, course. yes. Of course.
1: It's like, why are you trying to do to fix this problem? Why are you trying to fix this? I didn't ask you to. I didn't ask you to judge it.
2: No, I didn't. I just, I. Mom, you want you know if I'm doing a role play, it's like, mom, you asked me what was going on in my life, and I tried to tell you, but. Instead of you just listening to me, Mm -hmm. right, you give
1: me back all this static. Right. This judgment and you know criticism and and
2: evaluation, right? Right. Now, mind you, parents walk a very tight rope around their life experience versus the child. Right. Right. From a conversational intelligence point of view, there has to be that awareness for whether there's an opening, Mm -hmm. right, for input or not.
1: Interesting.
2: To wrap up, right, this story about the coach, Mm -hmm. she said after two weeks of her just receiving the communication from her daughter,
0: mm-hmm.
2: all of the sudden, the two of them have started talking about all kinds of things that she desired
0: mm-hmm. that
2: mother and daughter talk about. Right. But there'd never been the right. environment, right? Right. The culture between the two the of trust them.
1: Rust to be heard without judgment.
2: Exactly. Right. Exactly. So... um I love it. Conversational intelligence is really, really on the cutting edge in my mind.
1: Right.
2: To be the source, to be the work that people engage in that are truly interested in raising the consciousness on the planet,
1: mm-hmm.
2: having that uh, awareness of our own biology.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Having that awareness of our impact on others. Yes, and and making sure that when we have interactions with others, mm-hmm. that they are upregulating.
1: Absolutely.
2: I mean, for for example, you know, today at my particular workplace,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, one of my first line supervisors was particularly downregulated with some feedback she received about a work product she had turned in now the person who gave the feedback i don't know what they were thinking but the effect on the one doing the work was this was downregulating
1: of course okay. right
2: and even though it seemed like minor course corrections mm-hmm. it was very downregulating And deflating. Right. And with me being a first-line supervisor to this person, I could see that it was down-regulating. Of course. And I said, I think you need to go to lunch. And when you come back from lunch... I want to interview you. I want us to work together to accomplish this result because I understand at the moment you don't see your way clear to doing this on your own. You think it it seems like what you did this morning was received and criticized. Mm -hmm. And I think if we work together together, we can actually get it done. But I think I have to interview you. Mm-hmm.
1: Just to get more information. To get
2: more information and to do the typing. And that way you have your attention on something else.
1: Good. And Good.
2: we did. Fantastic. We worked together, right, mm-hmm. for a mutual outcome. Right. And... uh did get feedback by the end of the day that the revision mm-hmm. was much better. Good. Now, on the conversational dashboard, there's mm-hmm. some distinctions. Okay. That go along with language and go along with working with people, right?
1: Right, right, right.
2: One of the distinctions is one called wait and see.
1: Tell me about that.
2: Well, in the example that I gave you, right? hmm I could have taken the position of wait and see whether this person can sort it out in the down regulation. Just leave them alone.
1: Mm -hmm. We'll wait and
2: see if they can sort it out.
1: They come back from that. Right. Right.
2: From a conversational intelligence point of view, that isn't a demonstration of much trust.
1: Really? So it's not trusting them to regulate themselves? Well,
2: it's, it's not a demonstration of it's, – it's a demonstration of the wait and see of like a conditional trust mm. experience.
0: Okay. Right? right, right, right. Got it.
2: And from a conversational intelligence point of view, it's to move to a position of partnering
0: mm-hmm.
2: other, rather than a position of protecting – Okay Okay, so in partnering, saying, "Go to lunch and come back, let me interview you." Mm-hmm. It was working on the side of conversational intelligence that's known as experimentor or co-creator. Sure, right.
1: Mm-hmm. Where
2: you're in partnership with that other person to produce the result, right, right because sometimes we actually need another person
1: right I mean don't exactly. you
2: don't you find it that there's some jobs around the house and other things that it just goes so much better when you've got a friend
1: oh absolutely <laughs> right it does right? absolutely
2: because because I don't know whether it's cleaning the house or cleaning up the leaves in the yard or whatever we want to talk about, right? Right. It's one, th- speaking for myself.
1: hmm
2: When I have the leaves to rake in the yard and I'm all by myself, I can downregulate myself that quick. Okay?
1: Absolutely.
2: But when I have somebody out there with me. Right. It's a whole different thing.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Now, that particular level of conversational intelligence, mm-hmm. right, is me having an awareness of my own internal dialogue.
1: mm Mm-hmm. And having awareness of, in this example, of what the co-worker is, you know. Was what, going through. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. I know that sometimes we think of uh, IQ as something that we are innately born with. You can't necessarily change your IQ, Ah, right? And EQ, I've not heard a lot about that, but maybe the assumption is similar, that we can't change our emotions, we can't change how we feel about things, we can't change how we act about things. I would have to argue that. But I'm wondering if conversational intelligence is similar. Is that something that's innate, or can it be learned?
2: Oh, that's the well, that's a great question. And to me, that's the real hope and promise I
1: about so. about
2: being able to bring this to people. Yes. Is that it can be learned and it well, can be appreciated. Yes. It can be developed,
1: mm-hmm. right? Because, it, yes. it can
2: be something that one gets better in.
1: That's good because then it just does open up so much more potential for the person. Absolutely. Right, because people are—they're reacting to people differently. People are re- reacting to them differently. Right. They're being more upregulated and not downregulating. So this changes workplace. It changes personal relationships. It changes family. I can see where this be a very good benefit for someone to learn. And please, can America learn this <laughs> on a grand scale, so that we're not. Name calling and bickering and pointing fingers and all of this it would be a wonderful thing for us to learn on a macro oh scale. sure <clears throat>
0: oh
2: absolutely you know, and uh, conversational intelligence could be one access point into that, right
1: mm mm-hmm. um, right.
2: Not saying it's the only one. It's but not. It's But it's, it's, not. But it's one access right. point because we would we would like mm-hmm. to reinforce the types of conversations that are about tran- uh, that are about transparency, mm-hmm. relationship building, right, and uh, a shared vision for success.
1: Absolutely. Right,
2: along with truth.
1: Mm hmm. Right and, right,
2: and it can be done. It can be done. It really, right. can, it really can be done once you have some sense of your biology.
1: Right. And to have the EQ, I suppose you could say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: to have the empathy to care about what another person's biology is telling them.
2: And, and doing, right? Right. Exactly.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, exactly. So Just, right. it's a really awesome... Uh, exploration. And, you know, certainly something that's a part of my coaching practice now.
1: I love that you can bring that. Yeah. Because I think people sometimes don't realize how they are communicating with others. They don't understand why people are reacting to them and responding to them in the ways that they do. And having some, some knowledge of this, I think could help somebody get really unstuck from a coaching standpoint. And help people realize some changes. And they're not difficult changes, I don't think. But just awareness. And so if you were trying to coach somebody in this conversational intelligence, like Mm -hmm. what are some simple things you might tell them to do? Um, Is there such a thing? Is
2: there such a thing, right? Right. Well, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, Mm -hmm. we had a shift.
1: Mm -hmm. Even in this
2: conversation.
1: Right, right. right?
2: So a simple thing to do Mm -hmm. is to have awareness of your own state of affairs, so Mm -hmm. to speak, and to be able to pick it up. Now, not everybody starts in a place where that's clear, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, not everyone's aware of their own emotion and their own state.
2: Exactly. So we... You know, that's a very simple thing, a very simple place to start. Right. So So it's
1: mindfulness, really. Yes, mindfulness of our emotions, or state of being, of our biological responses. Am I feeling stress? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Right.
2: Because when there's an awareness of that, Mm -hmm. there are techniques to shift it. Because we know from a mindfulness point of view, right. That if you very consciously breathe, it communicates to your brain
0: mm-hmm.
2: that it's okay to shift your state. And your state shifts. I love it. Okay?
1: Mm-hmm. It does.
2: So, so, yes, from a coaching point of view, we would start with whether or not there is even awareness to what the state of down-regulation seems like in your body?
1: Absolutely. What
2: does the state of up-regulation seem like in your body? Because Mm -hmm. how it registers for you and me Mm -hmm. is probably different. It could
1: be very unique.
2: It could be very unique to the individual, Mm -hmm. yet the biological mechanism of the cortisol...
1: Is roughly the same. Is roughly the same, right? (laughs) Right.
2: That's roughly the same, but how it registers is different. And so we would begin with that
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and, you know, we might have to uh, do some role plays and there might have to be some feedback, right, Mm -hmm. from the coach, depending upon the role play as Mm -hmm. to, okay, here was the role, that's what you said, great, this is how I was left.
1: Right. That's is good. Is that because, how is that yes. how
2: you intended to leave me? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. But this is how I was left. Right. Well, I didn't intend that. Okay. Well, okay. We'll wow. try it again. Right. right?
1: What changes? Use some
2: you mean, use yeah? some different language. Yes. Use a different tone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Let's let's do take two, <laughs> or, or take three, or take four.
1: I do right. that with my daughter all the time. She'll say something that's you know, in a twelve year old sarcastic tone and I'll mm-hmm. say, Oh, let's try it again. Yeah. Let's try let's do take two on that.
2: Right. Yeah, and we would and that would be an example of something that we would do in a coaching session.
1: I love that. Yeah. Because it's really practical. It is. People are catching themselves and realizing to have this mirror that you're providing. Mm-hmm. Of how their words and how their tone are coming off and coming back to them. Yeah. And then have a realization of, oh, maybe I can talk to so-and-so differently. I can talk to my, speak to my boss differently. I can speak to my coworkers.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, it's, it's interesting that you said that, right? How so? Well, because the research about American living... Focused mostly on corporations, Mm -hmm. but you'll see how it scales other places. The research on United States corporations is that there is too much focus on task at the expense of relationship.
1: Oh my goodness. I see that.
2: And we are relational beings.
1: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's who
2: we are.
1: Right. We are
2: relational beings. And there is something about building that rapport, building that relationship, that mm-hmm. if you want a successful culture,
0: mm-hmm.
2: even in your family, it is about building and reestablishing that relationship. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Rather than focused on task. You know, and I think this is an interesting point to underline in family. Because right. because we seem to get into a oh a way of operating with each other that just because we slept under the same roof, when we wake up the next morning we're somehow defaulted into relationship with each other. And I don't think that's the way it actually works when we wake up, right? <laughs> and
0: and how people else? are kind
2: like? when people are kind of like, mm-hmm, right? right? Who, who are who are you? Right, right, right. When people are waking up like that, it's it's uh, probably not the best space to go. Well, I want you to do this and this and this and this and this, and, this. and it's like couldn't you even say good
1: morning to me first? (laughs) Let's start with some upregulation. Yeah, let's
2: How you know, let's start with some upregulation like good morning and how did you sleep and, you know, what are the thoughts that you have about today? Mm
0: -hmm. Right?
2: What would you be, you know? Right. That would be a much different culture in a family if that was set as a, practice
0: mm-hmm. the
2: morning practice for how we come to the breakfast table
1: mm-hmm. right right so in holding with you we're waking up our body yes we're waking up our relationships each morning
2: yes yes i like each that. morning right we're waking up our relationships right
1: right that's giving me a lot of food for thought, Steve.
2: Okay. Well, see, that's that's the power of conversational intelligence. Right. In that in being able to scale some of these findings in a corporation back yeah. to what matters to us at in the family level, and right? A
1: family, absolutely. Exactly.
2: Because um, yeah, that's the number one thing that they find is that, you know, There's so much focus on task at the expense of relationship, and um, that's not how we are.
1: That's not how we are. No. Well, and if you think on it, you think of it on a bottom line type of level, which most corporations, that's the only thing that really counts is the bottom line. We're going to have a lot more task buy-in more efficiently doing the tasks and more um just more quality mm-hmm. if we get that buy-in and we're going to get that buy-in with upregulating. Yes. Absolutely. Right? And so you think about it someone who's downregulated, someone who's not feeling best, they're they're feeling put upon, they're feeling criticized, they're feeling judged is not going to do quick work. And they're not going to do very accurate work either. And there's going to be a resentment about it that could be self-sabotaging, even if they don't realize it. And so just by having this intelligence to know that, okay, our bottom line can be improved yeah. if we use kind and motivating and upregulating sure. words with Absolutely. our teams.
2: Yeah. And, you know, something that just came to mind with you saying mm-hmm. that, right, Um You know, in my family system that I grew up with, when I was a teenager, and I was in my growth spurt. Right. And my body was doing what my body did to grow. I was tired a lot of the time.
1: Of course. Right?
2: And, you know, when I would come to the breakfast table, and it would be 745, and the first thing that greeted me was, well why weren't you up with us at 7?
1: Mmm. Mm-hmm.
2: No relationship. Right. Started the day off with a criticism. Already had me into a down-regulated state.
0: I see. And
2: now you're going to tell me the tasks that you want me to help with today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm supp- and I'm supposed to be cheerful about it,
1: right? Right? Gung ho yeah, about it. Yeah,
2: like if you told me let that me I'm supposed it. to clean my room today, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, Mom. Let me get right on that.
1: <laughs> You're not motivated. You
2: see how it works?
1: Absolutely.
2: And so, yeah. So it's even simple things like that. Right. Right.
1: I Fol- mean, it's it, it should be a no brainer. It should be. And it's somehow it's not. So I'm glad we're having this conversation.
2: Awesome. So am I.
1: Good. This needs to get out there. It needs to be known. It does. Right. And so um, is working on conversational intelligence something you do in all of your coaching?
2: It depends.
1: It depends. It it
2: depends on what the client is focused on at the time. Right. Um, It certainly can be. If this is a topic that is of interest to you, and you'd like to explore it more through a coaching session, we absolutely can design a series of coaching uh, sessions, mm-hmm. multiples, right? Where, where we explore this exclusively.
1: Right. I'm sure that if someone realizes they're stuck, someone realizes they really need coaching, someone... Realizes that they can improve their relationships, can improve their life, can improve their work environment, can improve their lives in so many different ways, and need the help of a professional coach, that they may have some inkling that communication may not be their fort, may not be their bailiwick, sure, and could use some help with that. Absolutely, right? As Absolutely, part of
2: part of a whole range of oh,
1: exactly uh,
2: other other. Models and tools that wow. are available as a part of the coaching process.
1: Perfect. And you sure. do have a lot of tools to at your disposal.
2: I do. Absolutely. I do. This is This is just part of the toolbox.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I love that you can refine and adjust and change up mm-hmm. according to whatever your client's going through and whatever they need. Yeah. Wonderful.
2: Yeah, which... Ultimately, I would hope is uh, being intent on having a great life.
1: That's really the goal, right? Is that's all? We, that's what we all want. I mean, that's really at the bottom of everything. We just want our lives to be mm-hmm. as wonderful as they can be. Exactly. Right.
2: Exactly. And if and and if you happen to be someone that's not experiencing that level of satisfaction in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with reaching out for help. Absolutely not. You know, if my car's not working, I know well enough to call someone who can help me figure it out. Right. Right? If I right. need help with the website or something like that, I'm smart enough to know that I can't do it on my own, and nor would I necessarily want to. I want to reach out to someone who could maybe show me what the problems are, show me where the roadblocks are, Show me what I can change and what I can't.
2: And you know the really great thing about your brain? What's that? Is the fact that it's malleable.
1: I love that. Yes, right? absolutely. You're capable of learning.
2: Capable of learning. Capable of developing new neural pathways. Right. Capable of reconsidering things from a different point of view, mm-hmm. coming to a different conclusion. Yes. Right? Yeah. Your brain is malleable. Mm-hmm. All throughout your life. Right. There is no evidence today. Right. That you become fixed at any point in your life.
1: Nor would we want to.
2: And unable. Right. From a biological brain point of view to be able to have a new neural pathway. Right. Everybody has that capability. So you're not... You may experience yourself being in a rut, Mm -hmm. but from your brain's point of view, it can be retrained.
1: Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And
2: that's what's so exciting and kind of a tangential uh, learning from the conversational intelligence Mm -hmm. is the neuroscience pointing to the fact that you're not stuck
1: Absolutely not. And if you do become stuck, I mean, that's where we see atrophy. That's where we could probably run into some comprehension problems, cognitive problems. We want to keep those pathways. We want to be making new pathways to stave off that type of cognitive dysfunction, dementia, etc. All
2: that, right?
1: Always want to be learning.
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Always
2: want to be learning, always want to be growing. Mhm. Some people say evolving, some people say raising in consciousness. There's it's all, all different that. there's all different ways of speaking about it. Mhm. And then there are some very concrete practices
1: mm-hmm. that
2: you can begin the discovery with.
1: Exactly. Mhm. I love that. Well, Steve, thank you so much for sitting welcome. and talking with me. This has been really enlightening and very uh, very encouraging. I love that we can learn new things and we can discover what makes our conversations work and not work and using biochemistry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. So thank you so much. We'll talk again.
2: I look forward to it.
1: Super. Me too.
2: And everybody
0: else. <laughs>